Welcome back, Panther fans. I'm David Brown, along with Ryan Graham. Hey, y'all. Tim Thurber. Hello. And this is State of Atlanta. <clears throat> I was about halfway through that little opening intro music before I realized I had not gotten my beer out to, to crack over this. And then I dropped the koozie. Well, so I was like record time of getting everything ready to go. Wait, did you uh, get up, go get a beer, and come back in that no, amount of time? No, I got the beer. No, that would have been really some record time. I have my, my <laughs> as always, at my trusty cooler of beer, but I, I uh, just hadn't. Because uh, yeah. I was impressed. I might have realized when you started talking, I didn't have a beer in my hand. Right. Yeah, that, that's a major issue right there. Yeah, you would have. It would have cut on if I was going to get a beer. You'd, it would cut on, and you'd see the knocked over green screen and all of, like our Christmas <laughs> presents this year on the on the day bed behind me over here as I ran away to get a beer. But yeah. <laughs> Here we are, guys. Uh, here, the last show before Christmas. Uh, one last football game to talk about. Uh, some basketball to talk about. It's been uh, going pretty well. But uh, how are you guys feeling this week? Awesome, man. Feeling good. Feeling great going into this week. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. So, big game on, was it? I don't even know what day of the week. It's Friday. It's, a, it's Saturday, right? We play on Saturday in the yeah, Free Bowl against Western Kentucky. Uh, yeah, we got uh, Ross from the uh, the Towel Rack, Western Kentucky, uh, uh, I guess, site that kind of covers that, the Hilltoppers program and everything. He'll be joining us here in a little bit. He's wrapping up covering their basketball game right now against, I think, Tennessee Tech. As soon as that's over, he'll he'll hop on and join us. Uh, they're beating them really well, as you should, against Tennessee Tech. But anyways, enough about them for now. Uh, you know, when we first got this game – you know, we figure out this bowl game. I think everybody was pretty confident about it. You still guys feeling pretty confident about this game going into it? I mean, not not super confident. I think it's probably a good matchup. Um, I know that the Western Kentucky is um, not done so hot, but you look at the um, what what the betters are the betters the gamblers, gamblers the gamblers. Maybe. Yeah, you look at what they're saying, and uh, I mean, it they they opened us up uh, at three and a half points, and it's moved to four and a half points. I think I saw somewhere, so it's moving in our direction. People are confident in us, but um, not like super. Yeah, you know, going into it, you know, it kind of looked like that game that you know should be an easy win for us. And of course, there's no easy wins for Georgia State. But as I was getting ready for this and looking at more into it uh, this week or t- today, really, was, you know, this Western Kentucky team—they're coming off of a three-game win streak right now. Uh, three in-conference wins. Sure, it's not a winning record for them overall, but it is in their conference. Um, and as history dictates, when we play a bowl game against a team with a losing record, we lose that game. So, <laughs> Why are you even saying all this? <laughs> <laughs> I got us to the stage, right? Uh, Tim, how are you feeling about it? I feel pretty good. I mean, they're offensively, they're not so hot, right? Defensively, they're closer to us, I guess, you know, as far as getting up total yards per game, but our defense awesome. is clamped. Our, yeah. So our defense is actually clamped down, even though some of the stats don't show it, right? Some of our blowout losses or lots of points being scored doesn't show what we've done in the last few games. So I'm feeling pretty good about this game. Uh, I know the lines were favored. Fantastic. I think some of the losses or the wins they have are against lower tier. Um Conference USA team, so I'm not I'm not as concerned about this game. Well, let's go to the source himself if he's ready here. Hey, uh, hey guys, I'm hearing like a lot of like weird like static or something. I don't know what the deal is. Oh, that's just Ryan talking. He um he's sometimes I just like to breathe real heavy into the microphone. Just <sighs> hmm. let me try to do this through my computer. See if that works better. All right, we'll get back to you here in a little bit. Then thanks. Awesome. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Great that to have weird. you. That wasn't weird at all. <laughs> well, you can definitely tell that we don't script our podcast at all. <laughs> hey, wait. Make sure you cut this out when you do the uh, editing, okay? Yeah, after I drink this uh, case of beer over here, I'm sure I'll remember to do all that and get no it No way he's going to cut that out. I do, so. Uh, could yeah, you actually hear my heavy breathing through the, the thing? No, I was just saying that whenever you speak, it, it sounds like static in my ears. <laughs> okay. That's when we're together in person or whether you're on the podcast or any other time. It's just like the, the Charlie Brown teacher kind of thing. Going wah, on. Wah, 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 wah. Great. Now I've got to figure out how to blur out images on the uh, on YouTube. Oh, <laughs> come on. It's fine. <laughs> no, but you were talking about, Sam, what you were saying is, uh, yeah, they their wins are getting some lower tier uh, Conference USA programs. I did go back and look at the um, – the FPI or whatever ESPN does is their little ranking. And sure enough, you know, they never beat any team that 
we're better than them and we rank better than them in the FPI. So based off those numbers, don't play the game. Give us the rings. We've already run one, the lending tree bowl, right? <laughs> hey, fingers crossed the team makes it to Saturday. All both teams, right? I mean, I'm well, seeing bowls canceled. We can play, play if we have to, right? UAB can make a trip down there in a heartbeat if they have to. I mean, we've already put the logo up on the on the board, right? At 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 uh, the park. <laughs> yeah, like you know, uh, honorable. We're not honorable. Like, uh, attendance record at the uh, <laughs> bowl. Right, right there with our cure bowl uh, uh, attendees. Yeah, it, we were invited. Yeah, <laughs> that, that, that's what would happen. Yeah, if this bowl game gets canceled, so we have like you know, attended the bowl game, won the bowl game, attended. Invited. This would be like invited, but the other team had the coro. And couldn't play. I know. Uh, watching Kentucky play the entire eleven game set on their uh, schedule. So uh, you know, I mean, obviously, I, I'm sure they had a twelve game schedule before everything began. But once the schedules got uh, fixed up, they play their full eleven games. Without I was going to say they must have had like an SEC team or something. Uh, ACC. Oh yeah. All right. SEC didn't play any. Yeah, opponents. All right. Yeah. We got Ross back here. Hey, Ross. Yeah, a lot better now. I guess had to, all I had to do was use a computer. So how's everything in Atlanta, guys? Uh, going well here. I mean, I, for the most part, got a little bit warmer today than the weather had been. So it's easy to – nice to get out a little bit. Nice. Yeah, I'm in uh, Louisville, so. Awesome. I've been, I've been yeah. to Louisville a couple times, and I absolutely love it. It's one of my favorite places to visit the two times that I've been there. <laughs> Bourbon and horses, man. That's all we got. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's actually one of the questions I had for you later on. I'll go ahead and say it now. What is a Western Kentucky tailgate like? Because in my mind, it's just a bunch of people pouring bourbon all over their faces all all day long, and I want to do that. I want to be like naked in a swimming pool, like what? funneling I, bourbon all day long. When I was in school, it was that wild a little bit, but uh, you know, basically, our campus, you know, we're the Hilltoppers. It's on a hill, so it kind of like and closes down from the top of the hill down to the the bottom of campus where the football stadium is. So there's people that would tailgate all down the hill. And it's pretty like when the team's going well and the weather's good, it's, you know, pretty fun atmosphere. But I think recently, I guess some of the fraternities and sororities and stuff got a little too wild. So they've kind of made it, you know, less good. So, you know, and with this COVID year, I don't even know how it was. So, and what, what even is too wild? You know, like who gets to decide right. that? Well, I remember. So with the tailgating, like in the grass on the side of the hill, like we had like mud slip and slides one day when it was like pouring rain. And this was like right when we went to FBS and we were like, oh, and oh, and 10 or something. It was just and then they're like, OK, not doing that again. <laughs> I mean, I think if you're, if you're the hilltoppers and you're not doing slip and slides, you're doing it wrong. Yeah. But well, no, it's, it's a good little it, small atmosphere for a, for a tailgate. So, if you're on a hill and you're and you're in Kentucky, I feel like uh, that's going to be a slip and slide no matter what. Because I know that if I'm tailgating on a hill drinking bourbon all day and I'm walking down to that stadium, I am not making that the entire trip on both feet. I, I'm falling <sighs> quite a bit. <laughs> yeah, I have a hard time making it over the curb of Georgia Avenue to make it into our tailgate, and that's to start the tailgate. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so um, I'll get it started, Ross, I guess. Um, obviously, this is a weird year for college football and for sports in general. Uh, Western Kentucky obviously probably didn't have the season they wanted to have, but how are you guys feeling about the team? I, I guess a winning conference record, but losing overall. Is this? Are you feeling okay with everything right now? I would say okay is the perfect example. Uh, I think – you know, going into the season after going nine and four last year, everybody had, you know, conference title aspirations. Western lost their uh, grad transfer quarterback last year and a wide receiver who was all conference. And, you know, most people expected a little bit of a step back on offense, but it was a probably three or four steps back. And really with the COVID stuff and everything else in the schedule, um, you know, there's nothing went right to start the season. So, you know, luckily, you know, they've kind of rebounded, finished strong. And I think it's made a a, a uh, bad, you know, start to the season kind of palatable where there's a little bit of momentum and buzz. And, you know, with this weird thing, getting to play in a bowl game, if they can win on Saturday, then I think most fans will be happy and can kind of ride it off to the flukiness and the, you know, the growing pains to get a new quarterback. So, 
Well, we will do everything we can to make your fans not happy come <laughs> Saturday afternoon. Yeah, but I feel what you mean about the whole thing. It's kind of a weird season. It's hard to judge everything. Um, but yeah, I mean, you're, you're playing in a bowl game. That's what you're supposed to want to do every year, right? Playing a bowl game. So you found a way to make it. That's that's good. Uh, Tim, you got a question for us? It's not a football question, but basketball yeah. question. Do you remember when we were in the same conference and we came to your arena and you guys thought you were going to curb stomp us? And <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, well, yeah, yeah, we are a basketball school for through and through. And uh, I think <laughs> our last year in the Sun Belt was the one year we kind of overlapped, right? And uh-huh. you guys, I think, won the tournament that year. Is that was that the Ron Hunter year with, or was that? No, I think Lafayette. I think you guys knocked us out of the tournament or something crazy like that. Like where, you know, I think it was the year before Ron Hunter with the, you know, with the boot or whatever. But uh, yeah, I, I remember you guys did beat us that year with RJ Hunter, and you guys had a good team. And I was kind of curious, how has your program been the last couple of years after you went to Tulane? It's been great. Yeah, I love that Ryan's the one that answered first that question. He's the one that cares the least about basketball. Yeah, but we've had we've consistently the, the one thing I care about is winning, baby. Uh, we've had, we've consistently had twenty plus win seasons, so we're good. Yeah. Well, last year was nineteen, but yeah, you're well, you know sometimes you miss one. Well, hey, the good thing, the good and the bad thing about last year is I don't know if the Sun Belt finished their tournament or not, but. You know, if you're like a program, they didn't have, they didn't have a tournament at all. Yeah, existed for Sun Belt last year whatsoever at all. We're not going to talk about that or anything. <laughs> <laughs> you're right on the. You're like, hey, we would have won it anyway. So, <laughs> yeah, no, actually, we lost our uh, our first tournament game, and then they canceled the tournament the very next day. So we're saying the tournament did not happen. It just <laughs> was not a thing whatsoever at all. Yeah, game results invalid. <laughs> uh, yeah, Tim, did you want to say anything more about basketball since you brought that up? No, was, I mean, I was shocked that we won that game. I'm sure your fans were in complete shock because I think, you, you know. So you that would probably have been 2014. I would think that was probably, yeah, we were coming off back-to-back tournaments those two years, and that was kind of the – I think they had two really good upperclassmen guys that year, and Ray Harper, who was like the – Sunbelt tournament wizard who won four games in four days, two years in a row, but he always underachieved during the regular season. So yeah, that definitely, you know, that was definitely those fun little basketball games back in the day. So yeah, yeah you guys game. are looking pretty good this year too. So far I've been kind of following yeah. your team a little bit. So beat Bama and Memphis and uh, yeah. Confusingly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that yeah that that forgot all about that 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 uh, Hilltopper win over Bama. Were you watching that game live, Ross? Did you know what was going on? Did you catch it? I mean, I knew it was going. I mean, it's a perfect example where you've got to have announcers in the arena. It's like because they had no idea that it was the uh, shot clock violation, and they thought you know he didn't hit rim before that, and then you know they you know they were then playing keep away after they missed the shot, and they're like. What the heck happened? And then, like, you know, Hollingsworth slams the ball on the ground. They win. And I was texting all my friends and all my people in the group text. And I was like, what the hell just happened? So I'll explain this for our listeners uh, and for Ryan, who I'm sure I hadn't paid attention to it at all. But, yeah, so uh, Western Kentucky's playing Bama. They're, they're tied. And the closing seconds of the game, uh, ball goes up. It's ruled goaltending. So the point – the basket counts, but the the scorekeeper never actually changes the score. So inside of the arena there, and even on TV, the score's not changed. But the Hilltoppers knew what was going on. The refs knew what were going on. And I would assume that probably the Bama players and coach knew what was going on as well. Yeah. So the Bama player goes up, uh, tries to get a, a layup, misses. And then the Hilltoppers are just kind of tossing the ball all over the place, trying to avoid getting fouled. But everyone's like, why aren't they trying to score and try to win this game? They're just forcing an overtime with 20 seconds left. Clock buzzes. Hilltoppers jump up for joy, exit the stadium after talking a little smack to some of the fans there. But the camera stays on all the students and the fans in in, uh, Bama's arena. And they're like, 
the game is tied. Why are they leaving? What's happening? <laughs> if you guys have some time, uh, you know, John Boy, the baseball guy who does all that, he yeah. has like a good little reaction video to the whole thing, and it's pretty hilarious. So Yeah, I sent it to him actually just the other yeah. night. I was like, because he had mentioned me the game, but I didn't realize that it ended in that fashion. So that's actually, yeah, that's really good. Yeah, so good for you on the, on the basketball. Uh, uh, speaking of, the, of that basketball in that season, I think it was the 2013 year because, yeah, the, the year that we came into this or came back to the Sun Belt, we were founding members after all uh was western kentucky's exit their, their last year in the conference mm-hmm. and i'm kind of i was disappointed because i guess you guys left and middle tennessee state left and the the south florida schools left and those were some of the schools i was looking forward to playing in conference and in, in the sun belt well, uh, bowling green atlanta is a really easy trip it's only what four and a half hours or something or four hours if you're going yeah. fast so my, my dad actually lives in bowling green so i've been up there now um i didn't go up there before that but now now i have so i have a reason to go <laughs> there you go <laughs> so, that, so that year was our first meeting in football our one and only meeting in the regular season and western kentucky did win that year but don't take too much pride or beat your chest on it we didn't win any games that year we were that's our zero and 12 year yeah Dome, right yeah, uh, when Western had uh, Petrino as the coach, the one season. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we were none too happy. Uh, I would say we're all Falcons fans here. We were none too happy to have Petrino back in that stadium after everything <laughs> here. Uh, thanks for bringing that up. I had completely forgotten about it. I had it. forgotten that too. Yeah, Me that too. was a wild yeah. ride. <laughs> what you, uh, guys, you guys back at the Cure Bowl. So. What did you guys think of Petrino? Because, you know, obviously I'm sure you know how we feel about him. Uh, I mean, I think everybody was just happy that he came. He did what he, you know, he gave us an eight and four season. We got screwed out of a bowl game because we were leaving the conference. And then basically he left a good successor who didn't, you know, leave a dumpster fire afterwards. So, like, I think, you know, if you look at the Falcons, Arkansas, Louisville twice, Petrino always left a mess and he wasn't on campus long enough to really do that. So he, you know, I think he rubbed a lot of people the wrong way, but I mean, he kept the momentum that Taggart had going. And, you know, when, it, you know, if you want to relate it to, not, you know, modern times, they've made a bowl game since 2011, I think eight out of nine years. So, or been bowl eligible eight out of nine years since 2011. So for a program that, you know, has only been FBS since 2007, that's a big deal. So, you know, lucky you guys, you're the only team that Petrino didn't screw over completely. Thanks a lot. Yeah. You, <laughs> you win. You win. You get the, uh, the biker trophy. Or biker. <laughs> <laughs> well, living here in Louisville. Yeah. It's, it was, you know, I kind of grew up a dual fan and, uh, you know, it was just, you know, they had their Lamar moment, but yeah, it was just so predictable that he was going to leave it in a train wreck and, it's, you know, Satterfield's still, you know, digging that out now. Like, he had a good initial year. But, uh, yeah, that guy's just a, an asshole. So yes, yes, yes. That, that is the perfect description of him. So what has been your or the fan base's take since moving out of the Sun Belt into Conference USA? At the time, I feel like that was a, a huge move for the program. But now, you know, we seem to th- – we feel like that uh, some of those schools maybe wish they hadn't moved. Uh where do you feel? I, I think there's there's definitely mixed emotions on it. I think specifically with the football that you guys have built there, I think you know you guys added some really good brands and like App State, like Georgia Southern, like <laughs> Coastal. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I know, but like, and even you guys were, you know, I think you know Conference USA kind of tried to do the same thing with Metro markets, but. Instead of having like proven programs, they went with Charlotte and UTSA and places that just had no history. So, you know, you guys have, you know, the Sun Belt's kind of been peaking and, you know, like it or not, Conference USA is still a one bid league. So I think, you know, with basketball, you know, I think most fans are kind of like when things don't go well and Conference USA is kind of a, a mess just with the TV deal and all this other crap that most people sometimes pine for the old Sunbelt days when the Sunbelt's doing well. So, Well, with basketball, um, the guys might remember that Ron Hunter was like kind of pissed off uh, that we moved to the Sunbelt because he wanted to be in the CAA because, you know, like it or not, Sunbelt's a one-bid league. Yeah. So we were kind of dealing with the same thing. Um, but we've well, been pretty excited about – the CAA got pillaged too, so it, it's just right. been crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's not the same thing that it was back then. Uh, there's quite a bit of talk, obviously, in the Sunbelt uh, you know, forums and everything about you know 
trying to poach a team from Conference USA to come back into the Sun Belt. Do you not saying Western Kentucky, but do you think that's even a reasonable expectation that the Sun Belt's at a position to take a team from the Conference USA? The Conference USA. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, I think the Conference USA. Um, <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen because I think still, uh, you know, with West or with Conference USA playing on all these crazy channels like Stadium and other stuff, their TV deal is still a little bit better. And even if it's 200000 extra dollars a year, they'll still do it just for because every team in the league is that poor. I've always argued that, you know, the Sun Belt and Conference USA need to geographically realign where like the Eastern time zone teams and like, you know, I guess Western Kentucky would be right on the border being in the central time zone. But like you basically do the Western half, whether it be the Texas, Louisiana, Arkansas, Mississippi schools on the West side, and then everybody else on the East side. And I think that would, you know, just with travel and, you know, our, budget issues you know at, at this level i think that would be the best long-term thing we actually had a piece on the tower act this year kind of examining you know wh- how that would help you know with COVID, we kind of use that as a frame of reference to save money but you know i think it'd be good i think having more drivable games would be fun like having you guys on the you know every other year you know four and a half hours away or sharp or app state six hours away or whatever that'd be a lot easier than having to, you know, no one wants to go to Texas and they always hold the conference USA and tournament in Frisco and everybody hates it because no one cares about basketball in Texas. So. Right. Yeah. yeah. I think that's something we, we talked about when this whole COVID thing was leading into the season, all those you know, pieces such as yours about that realignment of combining the, the two conferences or some kind of merger of some sort. And uh, it, it does make sense, especially in a pandemic with the, uh, being able to do close drive games versus getting people on flights and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I, I think there's definitely an argument for some realignment in that, that area, but you know, my opinion, no one's going to pull the trigger. Everyone's going to be too, too shy to do something. Oh yeah. It's all, I mean, there's going to be three or four schools with self-interest and then the others that don't want to rock the boat. So right, right. Yeah. let's get back into the game coming up uh, on Saturday. Uh, so I saw that this is kind of interesting. I was reading up about you guys uh, today your offensive coordinator, Brian Ellis, will be play calling in the game, but this is his last game in that capacity, but he's not leaving the program. You've already hired a new offensive coordinator. What's going on? What's, what's, that's weird. So uh, it's no, you know, if you looked at the stats, it's no uh, secret that the offense has really struggled in the two years with him at the helm. I mean, he was a – I'm grabbing a beer, so sorry. Uh, no, we'll never argue with you about that. Yeah. Good he call was, on uh, the beer. Yeah, he was a uh, you know he was a Brom. I think he was the running backs coach when Brom was there when they won back to back titles. And Helton was uh, you know Helton brought him back to be the offensive coordinator. He actually that bowl game they had against Memphis. He actually called the plays and they had a really good time. But you know whether it be not knowing the personnel or Sanford not leaving them some offensive playmakers, they just haven't ever gotten to the level of scoring that they need to kind of where they were in the Brom area. Uh, you know, the Brom area, they were scoring 44 points. Helton was offensive coordinator. He left after the first title. But, you know, now they've really, ever since 2018, they've struggled to top 30 points consistently. And they realize that that leaves you no margin for error, even with a good defense. So, you know, I think, you know, Hel- or Ellis is Helton's boy, and he's never going to run him off or anything. But, they brought in this guy from Houston Baptist who was putting up 600 yards a game, you know, air raid, Kingsbury, uh, you know, Texas Tech. Well, to, type but guy. to be fair, he was coaching yeah. Patrick Mahomes. Oh, well, so. yeah. Well, no, but at Houston Baptist, they played, you know, Texas Tech, Louisiana Tech, and North Texas and was still putting up 600 yards against, you know, FBS competition at FCS school. So right. the hope is. You bring him in, he's probably going to be there for a year or two, but they finally get the offense going. And, you know, Ellis is a – I think he's a good coach. He's just not a good play caller. So, so that's, they, that's are they guess. bringing him in as like an assistant offensive coordinator or a co-offensive coordinator? Is they, that- well, they also lost their other co-offensive coordinator to Arkansas State. Applin, uh, mm-hmm. their former Arkansas State quarterback, came in from North Alabama, and then he just went home. So – I think it all kind of was just musical chairs. And so, yeah, the, I mean, Ellis will call plays during the bowl game and the offense got better the last couple games, but I think they just needed some new ideas and Helton realized that, you know, 
we've got to bring in somebody different to move this forward. You know, the, the offense that worked five years ago isn't working nowadays. So what do you think about Helton? Is he, is he a good coach? I think he's a good coach. I mean, I think, um, you know, he's not going to wow you with his press conference demeanor. He's very laid back and very, you know, kind of all shucks, but I think he's a good coach who, you know, wants to win and, you know, has a good pedigree. So, I mean, you know, they lost their first game to Central Arkansas last year, and then they won nine of their last – I mean, they yeah, they only lost two games the rest of the way, so or three games the rest of the way. So I think he's a great coach. He makes adjustments, and his teams get better as the season goes on. So, you know, with the addition of the staffs and closing the season strong, I think most people who were worried midseason are kind of like, okay, we've got some momentum back. And I think, like I said earlier, if they can – win on Saturday, then I think everybody's going to be excited for next season. Yeah, we all know that's not going to happen, so that's mm-hmm. fine. <laughs> yeah, I did notice that you could basically double or triple your point totals in your last two games from every other game yeah. you played for the most part. So so I think, you know, I don't know you guys haven't asked it, but, uh, you know, I think a lot of it stems with his addition of Tyrell Pigram, Piggy from Maryland. This guy, you know, he, you know, you look at his – surface stats you know nine touchdowns no interceptions but he struggles to pass for 150 yards a game yeah so like and you know and he's not as elusive as he should be as a runner so you know when you're struggling to move the chains consistently that's that's why they just you know they lost a game where they controlled against fau and willie taggart our former coach uh you know late and just gave up one touchdown there was no margin for error and luckily They've kind of adapted as the season gone on and, you know, relied on their running game, relied on their defense. The defense has started getting turnovers and, and points off turnovers the last couple games. And, you know, I think, you know, I'm really excited about Saturday's matchup because it's strength versus strength. You guys have a great offense and we've got a good defense. So, you know, we'll see which one gives. Yeah, uh, Zachary Humphrey on our comments uh, noted noted that your quarterback had come from from Maryland. And I guess he missed a couple of games um, because of the turf toe number. But that – you. You kind of glossed over what that really interesting stat that I came across today was for all quarterbacks that have thrown over 81 uh, passes, excuse me, this uh, season, he's thrown zero interceptions. He is he is really a, a game manager more than anything. Though he's good on the timing routes, and he takes care of the ball passing. Running the ball, he has probably five or six fumbles. He hasn't had them lately, but he actually didn't – he didn't uh, – get injured he got benched against Marshall who you know made the conference USA title game he had three fumbles and they benched him for a quarterback who's now transferring Kavaris Thomas and then Thomas got the turf toe and came back or and then Piggy came back and then they I think the without the offseason with you know with the limited practices they didn't know what they were getting with him and now they've kind of figured out how to use him effectively as the season's gone on gotcha yeah Uh, Tim or Ryan, you guys got another question before I get into my, my drinking stuff? Your drinking stuff? <laughs> I always have drinking questions. Oh, all right. Cool. Yeah, no, I'm ahead. good. Now, my question was uh, really not really drinking related, but it is because it's about game day experience. Uh, you guys expecting a lot of fans to come down? I don't know. I mean, they, they announced what the allotment's going to be. I didn't pay attention to it. But do you have some fans that think they're going to make the day after Christmas down to uh, Mobile? I mean, I think we travel – about as well as any conference USA school does, you know, I think we'll probably have a couple hundred. Let's be honest. I think the day after Christmas, I mean, I have family in Pensacola, Florida, only a couple hours. And I even decided not to go because, you know, just the hassle of it. So um, I I expect maybe a couple hundred fans. How about you guys? I, I don't think any of us are going right. I'm, I'm not going. I, I got Christmas the day after Christmas with my family. So. <laughs> Yeah, no, uh, not, the three of us aren't going, but there are a number of our fans that are going. I was tossing back and forth the idea. My wife gave the, the thumbs up on making the trip because it is only a, about a five-hour drive. But Yeah, that's not bad. But it's just, I mean, much much like you, Ross, I feel like it's n- not not this year. You know, any other year, probably in a heartbeat without even thinking about it. But, uh, Did you guys yeah. go to the Cure Bowl in 17? Yeah. This yeah yes yeah I mean I yeah. barely remember it but <laughs> but I went 
I went and I, I wish I didn't remember it. <laughs> we actually, so, so our our school provided uh, buses to any fans that wanted to go, and we we I took them up on it. And we did a tailgate in, in the buses on the way down there. I showed up just wasted, and right. I bought I don't know how many of those like those expensive ass beers that they had at the stadium. <laughs> I was just trashed. Oh yeah, it was <laughs> it was weird seeing that big stadium and what what was it like twelve thousand fans in there kind of sparsed out but like yeah it was our second time there too so because we had played San Jose State there what the year before or the year or two years before two years before, two years yeah. before yeah. yeah yeah well they had re- I don't I think that was right before they remodeled it I think it's supposed to be a lot better now so oh yeah we can ask our uh, Coastal Carolina friends about what the stadium looks like after their bowl game when they go down there this year. So I thought it was nice when, when we went, um, I'm, you know, I had a good time at the location was, was good. It was easy to get to easy to get in and out of. And, um, I don't know. The facility itself was pretty, pretty comfy. Yeah. <laughs> didn't, they, didn't they play last year's curveball in the Orlando city stadium? Maybe pretty sure they uh, did. It'd probably be the smarter thing to play that in a smaller stadium. That's yeah. just my two cents. Oh yeah, Brian brought a cheese tray on the right. bus. Nice. Well, speaking of uh, speaking of stadiums, how is Turner Field now as a football stadium? Center Park Stadium, sir. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who, who wants to field this one? I, obviously, I've got my opinions, but if either one of you guys want to field it, I've been talking I, a lot. I love it. I love the stadium. Um, I, I I thought they've done a they've done a really good job of making it feel like a football stadium and not like a football field that's been stuck on a, a baseball stadium. There's still like the weird little like the outfield that's like all the way over and it's sort of behind everything. But I think they've done a really good job like fitting it in there. Um, and then they, they replaced the, the, the video screen that that's really good. All the seats are still super comfy, even if they're kind of wearing out. Um, I, I love it. I think it's great. Yeah. The, the corner end zone where first base was, if you don't look at that area, yeah, you wouldn't notice that it's not just a built for football stadium. Uh, yeah. field. It, it looks great. Uh, there's still plenty of renovations that are planned for the university to take care of and everything. But uh, I love, we, we could not have lucked into a better stadium. I mean, yeah. there, there was nothing we could have done to gotten any better for us. It's, it's great. And I mean, I, we don't have Western Kentucky on the schedule anytime, but if you ever want to come down, just watch a Georgia state game, come on down, man. It's, it's a fun stadium to go. We always got a lot of tickets floating around. So have you, <laughs> have you actually are available? Did you ever go to a Braves game before? Oh, yeah. I mean, I've got a funny story where, I mean, I went to go for the uh, 2013 National Championship and, you know, watching Louisville play, who they play, Michigan. So I'll tell you guys a funny story. The day between the game, we couldn't get uh, seats to the, we couldn't get seats to the semifinal game against Wichita. So uh, we scalped, or we tried to scalp and some street guy, like, duped my friend and said, hey, man, can you trade me uh, 20s for a $100 bill? So I bought tickets the next day for the game on my credit cards. Like, hey, just settle up with me. I just threw them in there. We go the next day to a Braves game. And, uh, you know, hey, I'll buy the tickets. You guys buy my beer at the game. I'm sitting in line, and it's taking forever for me to get tickets. Next thing I know, a cop rolls around the corner and takes me to the bowels of the stadium for a counterfeit bill. <laughs> so it's it's like, you know, it's like the two-sided glass, and it's just like a – like cinder block like bare floor and one little stadium seat where they were questioning and i was like i uh i know what that room looks like i've <laughs> been there oh boy whoa <laughs> so long story short you know they they gave me a little slap on the wrist and you know i was banned from that place for a year before you know whatever <laughs> what so. it's not like you did it on purpose you were the yeah. victim you were yeah i mean did they believe you at least like you Got there, it. there was the good cop, bad cop. It was, it was, it was a funny story. My friends still laugh at it to this day. No, that's so. good. That's, that's great. Well, the reason why I asked is because I don't know how much you remember, but there's that on the Brex p- pavilion area, like right before you get through the turnstiles to go in there. Yeah. So Georgia State has now opened that up to tailgating. So we actually set up our tailgates right there, right in the front of the stadium. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, it's very cool. It's a great environment. Like, like I said, yeah. unfortunately, we don't have you guys on the schedule anytime. Well at all but if you guys ever if you ever have a chance to come down to a to a georgia state football game please come down it's a it's a cool experience it's a lot of fun out there it's actually not so much 
So something I kind of wanted to touch on was, you know, we, we, David talked about how sad, like we were kind of sad when middle Tennessee, Western Kentucky and the, the two Florida schools left. Um, Cause that's what we were kind of excited. Those, those are the schools we were excited about joining the Sun Belt for, yeah. but you know, the football gods have like graced us with, with playing Western Kentucky a couple times now, like a, we're, we're at a handful. Um, and, and um, you know, do you see any kind of like potential rivalry forming you know, if we kind of keep on playing each other in this weird way or, or even the schools like caring about, I mean, you know, scheduling. I, mean, I know, I know one thing Western really recruits the heck out of Georgia. Like everybody yeah. does. And well, we don't. Uh, we like, don't so. <laughs> yeah. We, we recruit South Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, we've had a, a lot of luck. I think, you know, our best player, D'Angelo Malone, who's going to be NFL draft picks from Georgia. I think I can't remember which town, but, uh, you know, they've done a really good job hitting the area, and I wouldn't be surprised if they try to get a schedule going. I think, you know, we've played Central Michigan a couple times in a bowl game. If we can get one more bowl game, I could say maybe a rivalry. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, you just got to win one first before it to be a rivalry. Isn't that the rule? True. True. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. I'm going to get, I got one more question before I'll, I'll get you out of here because uh, I already kept you a bit longer than I told. Told you, but yeah, uh, kind of on the same lines of what Ryan's getting at. Uh, talking about rivalries, when I was doing my research for you guys, um, Wikipedia says your rivalries are one Middle Tennessee, which I can totally get, but then actually listed Eastern Kentucky and Murray State. Are you guys actually rivals with uh, FCS programs? They're kind of defunct rivals now. So if you want to know the history, uh, you know, Western Kentucky until the early 80s was in the OVC. And since then, they went to the Sun Belt back in, you know, 82, and those rivalries have kind of dissipated. We, we'll still play Eastern every once in a while, and Murray Murray won't play us anymore because they're threatened by us because, you know, they they basically are in that small conference and do well. But uh, actually, you know, middle is probably our biggest rival, but my favorite rival is actually now Marshall because they actually have fans and they care, and there's been some really good games. I think – you know, 2014, there was like a 67, 66, like overtime game, and we ruined their perfect season. And they're, you know, they got us back in the basketball in the Conference USA tournament. So I think that's more fun because when you guys probably know, like, if you have fans that care, even if like that, that school down south that you guys hate, it's a lot better than. That's how we refer to them, exactly. You got yeah, yeah, exactly. early. Yeah, I was about to say, like, what what a great dig on the yeah. sea to say, you know, yeah, they're a rival, but we prefer to have a rival where the fans care about it. That's that's a, what a great dig. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that's it's the God's honest truth. Have you ever been to Murfreesboro? That you know, it's. I used to live in Nashville for a couple of years and no one gives a crap about their program. So, yeah, I uh, was friends with one girl in our, like my apartment complex and uh, years ago, and she went to middle Tennessee state and she was the biggest Bama fan I've ever met in my life. So, I mean, I mean, we have sidewalk alumni, other fans too, like anybody, but like there it's, you know, not even relevant. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, guys, unless you got anything else, I'm going to let uh, Ross get out of here. I just want to say uh, best of luck to the Hilltoppers. How, yeah. you feeling about this? How, how are you feeling about the game? You feeling good about the game or can I, I go either way? I think it's, you know, I think it's a total 50-50 game with a couple weeks off and the strength versus strength. It just depends who shows up. So I don't know. I mean, we've been, you know, knock on, we've been lucky. We didn't have any COVID cancellations and anything like that. But uh, if they can get through, you know, I think – we'll know who's who's gonna who's ready to play in the first 10 minutes of the game and whoever is i think they've got a good shot i think uh was it bill Connolly had it 26 25 western so i think you know if the game's in the 20s we win if it's in the 30s you guys win so yeah i would definitely put this a game my opinion is it's going to be a, a 30s 20s kind of game in my opinion but well yeah once it goes. Well, thanks a lot, Ross. It was great having you on, man. Hopefully our teams can uh, clash again sometime. We'll get you back on for another uh, another episode. Sounds good, yeah. guys. Good luck on Saturday. Same to you. Hey, All right, bye. bye. So is he like the nicest guy we've actually done one of these things with? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Aiden was pretty nice. He was pretty good. He's pretty good. Except so for now, your bathroom. <laughs> what's that? Except for Ryan's bathroom. He was pretty what? nice. Oh, Ryan. Aiden bathroom. from uh, Coastal Carolina. Oh, oh yeah. No, no, no. Bathroom. Come on, man. He wasn't pretty nice. He like terrorized my bathroom. <laughs> him and all his buddies it like wasn't even uh, his alone it's messed up man all right so now that he's gone we can talk candidly how do you really feel about the game coming up 
Well, we already talked about it, man. I, feel I know, but now that we now that you, you talk about it again, no, no. I mean, I think maybe they're a little too nice, and we're probably going to handle it. They're going to be like, but it'd be like playing a Canadian team. Like you know, we we sack him. Like, oh, so sorry, we got in your way. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, what I said earlier, you know, I get it. Their offense is doing better the last couple of games, but our defense is doing better the last couple of games. So our strength and our strength, at least in the last couple of games, doesn't play well for them. I worry you know, about our offense. The I, only I, thing I'm yeah. concerned about is also one of the things I'm encouraged about is we haven't played since that Southern game the last weekend after uh, in November there after Thanksgiving. So, one, we got a chance to get some players back, like uh, Jamias Williams, not Jamias Williams, like I thought his name was. Jamias <sighs> Williams. <laughs> Whatever. He's the Jamias Jamias. He is the Jamias Jamias. Uh, yeah, he'll be back. Some other players, you know, fully recovered. But then it's been, what, four weeks now since we played a game? Uh, it's been a while. You know, one less week for them. They did play on that uh, December 5th, 6th week, whatever it was. And I did notice they, uh, Charlotte, their game was postponed with Charlotte, and they still played. Week yeah. after, but still. And they, beat, and, and, they beat back on. and they beat them. I think, actually, that was that game. That was that December 5th, December 6th weekend was when they actually did it, so... But yeah, um, I'm not going to be there, so I think we're going to win because I tend to lose games, games that I go to, and we win games that I don't go to. I, so so I, to I, honest, game, right? I worry about our offense. Um, I, I think we're we're not consistent, and um, I I worry that you know we have an off game there, and we're we're just not going to do well. So, but I too much time off, huh? Too much time off. Maybe a little no, rusty. No, 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 no. I I have had a consistent complaint about our offense, where it, it does feel like um there's one the play that's being called is what's happening. There's not a check down going on, like and and we have made up for it with you know Sam Pinkney just being a monster uh, receiver, mm-hmm. and 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 you know we have good receivers, and so um I I worry about it. Um, but but when things work, they work. When they don't work, they're terrible. <laughs> I feel pretty confident about this game going into it. I'm I'm not worried about it at all. I mean, but so whatsoever at all. What's whatsoever at all? If we lose this game, I mean, is that is it that big of a deal? I, I mean, I'll, I'll be I'll be sad. I I, I want to beat. I want to I want to win every single game. Um, and this is like one of those things where you get to compete against somebody not in your conference who is sort of uh, paired up with you on purpose to be like a better matchup. And so, yeah, I, I want to win it. So I use like a uh, reasoning that makes no logical sense whatsoever at all. And I just want to have an undefeated bowl record against the team. Yeah. Fair enough. That's good. That's the, like only, if we lose the game on Saturday, like that's what I'll be upset about. I'll be less upset about losing the game than I am. Dang it. We could be undefeated against Washington. We could just make fun of them as the team that we always beat in a bowl game. <laughs> Tim, how, how upset are you going to be if we lose? I'll be pretty upset. I mean, we've had what, couple cancellations this year did pretty well to end the season to end it losing i mean yeah Yeah. we'll have a five and five record but if we lose i'm just gonna be like we can't count this because it's covid (laughs) no one like the uh, basketball tournament last year right didn't yeah we don't count that either i'm pretty pretty sure every single school's record is gonna have an asterisk on the 2020 year for some reason if we're losing, can we call COVID in the fourth quarter before the game's over and just stop? We, actually, no. I say we, let's score on the opening drive, then then call COVID and say sorry, we can't play anymore. <laughs> we just found out that uh, we have the, we have the, we have the COVID. No, I I did. Um, I saw a funny um, Facebook post from one of my friends, and it was about Ohio State, and they were like the the college football playoff um, committee provided new rules for Ohio state and it was five yard first downs, 50 yards and a touchdown. And um, they can decide whether or not they want any particular half to count. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about right. Sounds yeah. about right. Uh, do you guys want to talk about the other Sunbelt bowls at all? Sure. One, one's already happened. App state beat the ever loving snot out of the North Texas, uh, Mean Green or whatever their weird mascot is. I might have watched like a couple minutes of that, and it got snippy between the two teams for sure. Good. Um, App was <laughs> App was thrown in their face that they were beating the crap out. I'm going for it on fourth down, up like 18, 21 points. They're like, no, we're gonna go for it. We don't care. 
Like it was fourth and like six or something. They were trying to show how much better of a team than their record is. Right. That's what they're trying to do. There's like, no, we're still app state. We're still going to move the ball at will because that's who we are. Screw those Agreed. guys. Although it didn't work the time I watched it. So yeah, yeah. I, I like it when games get chippy. I think it gets better. I'm, I'm just, I'm into it. I like chippiness to an extent. I don't like the throwing your weight around type thing. Like when we played Penn state and they iced the kicker going to keep it, that's not chippy. Kick. That was messed up, man. That was, that was dick that's, move. Like, that's that's just being dick move. That's just yes, it's a dick move. So I, I feel like the same way a lot of times when you go go for it on fourth down when you're already blowing them out, winning the game. I yeah, I don't, I'm not a fan of that kind of stuff. But, I don't uh, know, man. Don't take your foot off the accelerator, right? I mean, a lot of teams have done that, and the other team comes back. Well, that was the curse of Ron Hunter, right? Like we would be up big in uh-huh. basketball games, and then like like we go to the five minute drill. Like just I don't, I don't know if there's a th- such thing as a five minute drill, but you're up so big now. It's like run the clock down, and we would just lose the game. Which I, th- I think that's what Ross was talking about that season where we were up big against Lafayette and uh, took the gas off with five minutes to go and lost the game. Yep. Yeah, I don't know. I, I guess it's a I'm game. Okay with, uh, I'm okay with snippiness and, and until we get a penalty. Until it starts impacting us, I don't like it. I mean, like, I, I'm pretty sure in the Southern game we've gotten some penalties based on how our players acted. Maybe throwing a punch. Hey, we got away with some punches. We didn't get any uh, penalties. So, yeah, that's fine. You can take a penalty or two. It's going to be 500 team next year. You, you heard it here first. John Weaver predicts. Someone wow. write it down. John. But, like, honestly, when is John ever wrong? <laughs> Doesn't happen, y'all. Yeah, well, John, is that, does that 500 include a win or a loss against Georgia State? That's the question. I say win. I mean, Georgia State win over App State next if, year. If they're 500, we're, we're getting our win. Wait, why don't we just ask John? John, will, will we beat App State next year? <laughs> I think we run the East next year, honestly. I think we run the East completely. It's going to be Coastal oh. and Georgia State going at it for the East Division. No, we're not, we're not going to go at it. We're going to beat them, and then we're going to embarrass Lafayette in the championship game here at Center Park Stadium. Uh, Coastal probably is flash in the pan type thing. I don't, I don't, I don't see them like staying where they are, like plateauing or anything. This was a peak. Oh no, they're moving on, right? New conference. Well, <laughs> speaking of speaking of coastal, yeah, so they got blessed with a cure bowl, and their fans are so upset. Why? It's oh, the because, best bowl. Yeah, the cure bowl's great. Who are they playing? Liberty, your best friend. Oh God, I'd be pissed too. <laughs> you like, God, you're like, if if I would have thought you'd have asked me the question, I would have found a way to answer it better. But I, I was so excited that you asked the question. Like you're gonna put us with this shitty independent team that can't even like I, I don't know, man. They well, gotta they gotta buy their way in. Like you baited that well, David. So they're they're completely upset. They're an eleven oh team who flaked out of their conference championship game. We'll talk about that in last call because I've got some opinions on that. Yeah. But, uh, they're playing a nine and one team. It's not like you're making them play a three and four team. You, right. You're playing a nine and one team. You're playing a team that played well this season. But what it is an FPS team. So there's that. Yeah. Coastal fans have gotten way too uppity on their, on their stuff. I think a Barstool GSU tweeted out that uh, their uh, coastal fans are, Hey, they're acting like App State fans with Monroe's record. I saw that tweet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what other game we got? We got um, Southern and La Tech. Ah. Playing. Oh, two of that. your favorites. That's that's tomorrow. That's in tomorrow. your favorite place. Yeah. I. This this is this is the weirdest matchup. I, I, you know, there's a, all, everybody always jokes about having like the meteor hit someplace or like, you know, the stadium explodes. Like we're talking about a Louisiana team in New Orleans versus Georgia Southern. Like, like yes. Yeah. The dumpster fireball. Got it. Yeah. You don't want anything to pause, but it's, it's tomorrow at three o'clock. I'll not tune in because I don't want to give them that one extra number of rating. <laughs> rating. Is that the, they need that, that rating, that man. They love rating. ratings. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Uh, then we, we got our game and then, uh, the first responders bowl, which, uh, as we were talking about before the, um, we got started here, you guys are all getting tired of the unsolicited stick picks 
of people getting their vaccine. <laughs> yeah. If, if there's any bowl game that's going to have commercials of people getting like uh, uh, stuck with the vaccine, the first responder bowl is probably going to have a bunch of that. That's <laughs> yeah, I bet. <laughs> All right. Next. All right. Dustin's so asking a question. Does my hate of Southern override your hate of the state of Louisiana? Um, I don't know how to answer <laughs> this question. <laughs> I mean, I'm intrigued too. That's a David answer. I don't. Well, it's kind of like people asking the question, like, you know, what would you, what would you rather have? What's worse? Georgia yeah. State wins a national championship or the Falcons win the Super Bowl. Like, which one means more to you? I'm like, well, I mean, I, I've been a Falcons fan, you know, longer than Georgia State fan because we didn't have football back then. But if Georgia State wins a national championship in football, that's a way bigger accomplishment than one of 32 teams. That would be nuts. That would be nuts. Yeah, so I've, I've got to go with that. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with my hatred of of Southern overrides my hatred of the state. I, I do often refer to Southern as just like um, the Saints fans, the, the college equivalent of Saints fans. So, he does. I've seen that a lot. <laughs> yeah. 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 Anyhow, that first responder bowl is another uh, Louisiana team known as Lafayette against UTSA. Oh, that's fun. Okay. Where's that at? Is that the first responder bowl? I don't know. Dallas? I don't know. I don't know. What I, I wrote some, Oh, what did I say? About, I wrote some notes about this game. One because of this dude. Is San Antonio any good this year? Seven and four. So ish, yeah. I mean, that's good. Oh, for you see, yeah, that's what I said. So I want I want Lafayette to lose this game because they're a school from Louisiana, not named Louisiana, but from Louisiana. Uh, so I want them to lose for that reason. But then also I want them to lose because they were talking so much crap about how they would destroy Coastal and the Sun Belt Championship that didn't happen. I'd be like, uh, yeah, but you can't even beat <clears throat> UTSA. Yeah. Yeah. All right, we've been going on for almost an hour now. Let's talk about basketball a little bit, then we'll get into last call and a few more things we can pick up there, uh, unless you guys have a problem with that. All right. Let's go. Nope. All right, so I don't know about you guys, but for Christmas, my number one wish list is I want some so semi-underroos. Uh, this guy is the best basketball player that we've seen play for Georgia double State. Double-double. Double, du- multiple double-doubles. He's at I double, mean, double, second double, double double the season, but double double last night again against Charleston. Yeah, uh, so Semi is the most fun player to watch on that team, maybe since RJ or, or Devonte White or something like that. Like he is Harrow. Harrow, Ryan Harrow, yeah, fun guys Can't to watch. Him. No, I think he's way more fun to watch than than Harrow was. Harrow was probably one of the more fun players to watch. I'm he not, did some circus shots. You got yeah, he, he, he did. He did. He I was thinking of Hollowell. When you said Harrow, I was thinking of Hollowell. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, Ryan Harrow uh, was a blast to watch, probably better than Devontae White. But yeah, but Sesame is so much fun to watch because we've talked about for so long, about, especially under the Ron Hunter scheme was rebounding doesn't matter. And we're like, yeah, but, but if it you does. had taken Sesame <laughs> and you would have put him on some of these Ron Hunter teams, I mean, like we could have a way different, we had a great history, a great record, a great run under Ron Hunter. But man, this is awesome. Having Sosemi in there, he's changing the games. Rebounds are a nice thing to see on uh, Georgia State basketball. It's weird. I like it. We need more of it. Lots yeah. more of it. So, with that being said, we had three games since our last show. We had the rematch against Mercer, which we won. Nice. And I mean, we won by seven, but it's one of those kind of basketball games where a game we're was by 19, right? At some point, 16, 19, somewhere up there. Yeah, we were up big, almost 20 or maybe more in the first half. Winning yeah. by seven is a lot. That's good. Yeah, but that game was close. All right. That game was close the entire time. Well, after we let them come back, and yeah, we were up by 20, 22 or something. We let them come back, and we in the Georgia State way, but we won. Yeah. We I mean, won. I don't know about you watching the game. I was like, man. I feel like they're going to come back because that's just the Georgia State way. Yeah, exactly. We're not going to like. We're not going to put the pedal to the metal and push it and just push it up to thirty or forty. We're going to make it fun and exciting for everyone, <laughs> i.e., anxiety ridden. Yeah. By letting them come back, which Taking we did. Years off your life. Taking years off your life. Uh, then we had Carver, who we were supposed to obliterate, and we only won one twenty-two to fifty-seven. <laughs> Jesus, that's it. 
Well, before this game, the most points they scored in the game was 59 points. We gave up 57. I feel like our did the, did the fans play maybe at the end? No, actually, they were pretty close at the beginning. Like I actually posted a, a, a picture on Twitter. The game was we were we never trailed in the game. I mean, outside of maybe the first basket, I don't remember how that far back, but like we were keeping it within, like they were keeping within like four to eight points there in the first half. And then I posted a picture on Twitter. There was a full swap. We had five guys sitting down there waiting to be swapped in. Like we were doing a complete change. It wasn't like we're going to put one more guy in. It was a full swap. And I think that's when coach O'Neill was like, all right, guys, Let's get serious about this. And from that point, it got better. But we still gave up a lot more points than I some of the teams. Other they played, teams. Some of the, some of the other teams they were playing were only giving up like uh, twenty or thirty points to to Carver. So, anyhow, we're being charitable. It's fine. And the school only has like sixty people enrolled in, in the campus, so we were playing a quarter of the enrollment or something. I don't. <laughs> I don't know. If that's true. Someone told me that. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, then finally Charleston last night, which was a, a win that looks like it was a 20 point or almost a 20 point win, but solid it, win. well, was it a solid win? I mean, we never trailed on the game. 72 to 55 was pretty solid. To yeah. Me. But th- that 17 point difference came in the last couple of minutes. It was we, a closer game. <laughs> we did let them come back. So I don't know for, for, for me, I guess my kind of point that I'm trying to make is, uh, Last season, when we were doing so well, we all talked about how, you know, yeah, we, we've had some miscues here under Coach Lanier's team, but we've got these new guys coming in. This next season is going to be something magical. And outside of Susemi, who is magical, I'm still biting my nails during every single game. I mean, you have you have uh, a, a team. I mean, 17 points is a lot of points, man. It doesn't matter when they come. Doesn't matter if they come at the end or the well, beginning or whatever. Like, who cares? You got 17 points. It was when it was one of those kind of games where like they're fouling you in the last couple of seconds, and they're just. It, it wasn't a 17 point game. We were, you know, up by it, single I, digits. Yeah. Midway through the second half, it was like a five point lead, right? Give or take. And I, I maybe, I'm just, maybe I'm just conditioned to feel like a five point lead is a loss. Yeah, but they 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 looked they the team looked at that and said it's not enough, and then went up by seventeen. Yeah, because Sosami came out there and he like but, he got the guys together and he rallied the troops. Well, they just decided, you know, they were like, "This isn't cool. We got to fix this." This is I don't know how far this ranks as far as our best start ever, but before this game, when we were five and one, they said this was our best start since like two thousand three or something. So nice. this is our best start in like 20 years-ish. Well, Ron Hunter always started slow, right? We always complained about that, where like we would start sluggish. We'd lose our out-of-conference games and then get into the conference and start dominating. We're like, what happened? What What is this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm excited. I'm still excited about this season. I'm not trying to be a downer, but I'm excited about the season. Uh, but all right. It's not well play. It'll be fine. So, so John Weaver says, this team is not as good as 2018, 2015, or 2014, but the competition is not as good. I'd so, agree. Interesting. We'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. We're currently tied for first place in the uh, in the conference, um, but they, they're they splitting it up. They're, they're doing East and West now. Yeah. This season because of COVID. And looking at the, the stats, like East and West, this is actually could hurt Georgia State's opportunities because, I mean, I guess everybody makes it. Like I think five or four out of the top five teams are all from the East. Like once again, the East division is the toughest in the Sun Belt. So may- maybe what we should do, we talked to Ross about merging the conference. Like maybe we just take the East division of Sun Belt, drop Troy and Southern, <laughs> and then add our favorite player, our favorite team from Conference USA. Yep. Do it. Do make, it. Make it happen, David. Make it happen. I'll use my power. I'll use my power, as, as Tim says. But now uh, we don't play another game until uh, after next week's episode, so no reason to talk about that. But this is the end of out of conference play, and we're six and one. And that one loss, we've gotten back yeah. by, by beating them again. So we're really five and zero. Oh. I'll take it. Yep, I like perfect it. record. I like it. Perfect record. Made uh, up perfect record. Uh huh. <laughs> well, we just don't count this game. We're, we're we only count perfect. what we want. That's it. Yeah. 
I choose to count what I want to count. And it's like with a college football playoff committee. We get to decide which games are important, which games are not. So <laughs> I'm really curious how these Friday, Saturday things go. It's going to get interesting. Uh, the one thing that I makes it easier on me slash us about it is the way that we're playing one team every week, two games, uh, we can get one opposing fan base personality on here and we can talk about the two games every week and not worry about having two different people on. So, so you used your powers. I use my powers. Exactly. Let's see. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I was thinking about it today. Like, if any team comes down with COVID, ugh, you could, like, miss two weeks of games, right? Depending on the timing. I don't like that. But there's it's college basketball. There's nothing you, re- you can really do. I mean, I guess that's why everyone makes the tournament, right? So that, hey, if you had a COVID issue and you couldn't play four games, it doesn't really matter. Once right. you get in the tournament and you beat everyone, who cares? Now that you're all healthy and everyone else is sick. <laughs> uh, hopefully everyone's yeah, we'll, healthy for the tournament we'll see we'll see how basketball goes uh we have a weird schedule two games at coastal two games at troy and then coastal back here before we go back. we'll talk about that next week uh <clears throat> one last little thing uh women's basketball uh doing well but struggled a little bit they had had an a overtime loss last night to chattanooga otherwise they'd be uh a five and two on the season those losses being to Tech and to UGA, which I'd be totally cool with for the team. But uh, women are doing well. They're doing okay. I like it. I like it. Uh, yeah. You guys anything else before last call? Nope. All Let's right. All right. Uh, yeah. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We're going to go over to last call where I want to talk about the canceled Sunbelt Championship game in a explicit detail because there's been some funny, funny stuff about that that I just uh, – wanted to get in deep about and uh whatever else we'll talk about whatever else we're just going on uh thanks right for listening thanks ryan thanks for tim for being here a special thanks to ross from uh the towel rack uh links to all that kind of stuff uh, in the description if i remember it and uh we'll talk to you guys uh next week bye y'all peace and merry christmas that's it for us this week thank you for listening Please follow us on Twitter at State of Atlanta or on Facebook at facebook.com slash State of Atlanta. And if you enjoy what you're listening to, please rate and review us on your podcast app. Thank you very much and go Panthers.